What's up, what's up? This is the Heavy Seasoning Podcast with Trey Triple. Yo, this is your boy, Mr. Wright, a.k.a. that monkey on his back. We back. Yes. Episode three, we try to keep this shit consistent. Less than two weeks this time? Less than two weeks. I mean, shit, less than a couple months last time we were sitting out there. We didn't have uh, two, three months before we came out, yo. That consistency. Yeah. So we trying to do, you know, what we need to do to come back and keep y'all with the latest of the hotness and, you know, keep y'all with the latest of the seasoning. It <laughs> sounded a little corny. It did, Joe. It is what it is, Joe. So what's popping, yo? What's new on 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 this uh, fourth day of May? May the fourth be with you. Uh, we got this this little yachty interview. Yeah, little yachty and uh, Joe Budden was going hard on each other. Joe Joe Budden getting getting that ass. Twitter been roasting his ass all day in the last couple of days. Honestly, like since this interview aired, I think it wasn't. I don't know when the interview was. Was it like I think it has to be this week. It had to have been sometime this week. But when it did air, Twitter has been roasting his ass. I know he's been trending. They said like what top top three, top four. I don't know. I don't follow that. I follow that shit, yo. You gotta stay with the up, yo. You gotta what find you out what's trending. So you got a list. You got yo, a list. Yo, nah, just like Twitter sends you shit to where it be trending. I don't get those type notifications. No, you think notification? Yo, you just hit the little button. I'm pretty sure that wasn't like a. Yo, I like to know what the I like to know what everybody else is talking about. I mean, hence the reason why we got this podcast so we could talk about the shit that everybody else is talking about and give our insight on right, what so, everybody else is talking about. So Joe Button was he was mad like I don't Joe Button. Right, we got we got me and him got two different two different views on this. Yeah, I think so. Yo, all right, because you on that little yachty defending that I'm not like that 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 not first brand the first I'm not defending him but like the first video. That came out. I only saw like a two minute video, and uh, Joe Budden was going in because little little Yaddy said he was happy. Yo, but no, but you you like like me. What you mean you happy? Yeah, I, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying when you watched a full 28 minute video, he sat back respectively at least through the first like 10 Who? minutes. Who Budden did? No, he did not. Yo, he sat. He back. yelled at him for uh, yo, the whole yo, he interview. Did. He did. No, he not. Th- yo, it was 28 minutes. Yo, he sat back and was like, Yo, my man. I he tried to ask him a question, and he like he said, yo, several times in the interview, yo, I'm passionate about the game, and you're so that doesn't mean you have to yell at you. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> you got to reach across the table, but you you know, yeah, like your hands like this, he, two inches he, from he, my face, while you're yelling at me. But but okay, because y'all know how I am. I'm a passionate person. Sometimes my voice elevates. I get excited, and what I do is I'm like, yo, y'all be like, yo, why you got to be so loud? Why you got I, that? I'm passionate. So sometimes people take it as I'm yelling, I'm getting forceful. So, in a sense, Little Yachty during this interview with DJ Academics on his podcast. What's the podcast called? Can I say this? I don't know what this podcast is called, but this is the first time I've ever like actually seen DJ Academics. Yeah. I've never I, 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 didn't, I didn't think you would look like who, that. Yeah. I, I guess not. I mean, hey, I mean, you never know who. Like I mean, some little when innocent, we, passive, passive guy. Yeah, I mean, when we start doing our video podcast later on down the road, yo, people might be like, yo, I remember, yo, you don't look nothing like that, yo. Like, nah, people gonna know me. People gonna know you. Say like, I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to this interview. Anyway, so since uh, in this interview, Little Yachty pretty much came out and was like he looked like a chill to me. He looked like a chill dude. Um, and uh, according to Joe Button, Joe Button, you know, asked him several questions like, "Yo, do you ever get happy? Do you like how do you feel about the game? Who, who's your influences?" No, and things he, like. he said, uh, "Do you ever get sad?" Yeah, he asked me if he ever gets sad. He was like, "No, I'm a happy dude." And he was pretty much ex- Little Yachty. Then went on to explain like, "Yo, I was a 19 year old kid." 
in a dorm room. Now I got money. I got bitches. I got cars. I got this. I got that. I got deals. And I'm 19. I'm living and life. I'm 19 and I'm living life. Okay. So Joe, I don't know if he, you know, would took offense to the fact that maybe he ain't right now as relevant as Yadi because he's on TV and he's. But what I got from what Joe he's was, an old nigga. he's not. Oh, yo, Joe's might be in what in his 40s. But not like they said in the interview. Age doesn't have to come into consideration when you're talking about a quote unquote old nigga in the hip hop industry. So you saying his time is like past, like the torch is like gone, like that's why he. No, I'm just saying he's considered. Okay, yeah, I'll say that, but I would consider him an old nigga. And they said it on the interview, like that has nothing to do with age. It's just like the it's the mindset. Yeah, I, well, like I said, I feel like that too. I always feel like I'm an old soul, but I took from it as when Joe Budden was questioning Little Yachty, like, yo. You need to respect the game, kind of like he. he, I, he, he I didn't he, get that out this interview. I, that's what I. I mean, I got it where he. I mean, yes, he he was raising his voice, but he was like when he was talking about uh, DJ X and MX X, little Yachty about you know freestyle. He was like, yo, look. He was like, look, you make songs, you make hit records, you entertain people. You're not a rapper, and he and he goes on to say the same thing too. But when I think Joe Budden started asking questions, it was more like, yo, how are you in my I guess arena, yet what do you do? Like yo, you don't do nothing. Like the nah, whole mumble rapper thing that's is like definitely because he didn't say he didn't say nothing about the mumble rap. The whole the whole uh, yeah. Interview. Well, he he tried not to diss him. I mean, he pretty much he tried to keep, but he just he raised his voice and that's what people are right, so going on. This is what I got. I think. Well, I think Joe Budden went off because in the beginning, I think this will set it off. They were talking about the Matt Gala and. Uh, and yeah, 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 went. Yeah, and he was like, and uh, they was like, how'd you, how'd you go? Uh, I got an invitation. Everybody was there. We wasn't there. You gotta be somebody to be there. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Like, yo, little guy threw some shade, but I think that's his immaturity. You know what I mean? Coming that, out. And, that was yo, that was yo, funny. It, yo, it was first off, it was a, it's a quick ass burn. Yeah. But first of all, he probably didn't even mean it. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think he realized that but he that burned them. It was funny as shit because you sit there like, Damn. and Joe Budden was like, bet. Yeah, he, yeah, and then he sat back, and then he he and he, he screamed at he, it for a whole twenty five. No, then he sat there and clapped his hands like, all right, and rubbed his hands together like, yo, I'm about to roast this nigga after the fact. You know nah, what I mean? I think something's wrong with man. Yo, but anyway, like I mean, Joe pretty much was like, look, uh, yo was asking him about like what kind of deal you in. Like he was okay, talking that, about the that album was, cover. That was oh no, the deal that was his only that was Joe's only valid point because yeah, he, he didn't know what the three sixty was. He didn't know his deal. But so so that was that was Joe Button. Like everybody was asking him if he was mad. That was Joe Button throwing knowledge. That's the only thing. At you asked him about my man cover. Like yo, he came up with the cover. Like yeah, I mean, but it's not hard to believe. But, but then again, there was so one. no one helped you. But, no one helped you. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then he felt like it was like arrogance on Yadi's side. Like, yo, I did this all myself. Like, and we all he know said, it's idea. Of course, yeah. he didn't take the picture. Yeah, of course. Of course, he didn't say you sit here in this seat right here. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, he made it seem like yo, I did this myself. Kinda he did like, it. And then I, he I, did I, it. No, uh, I'm just saying from Joe's perspective, maybe he thought like, oh, this nigga just say he just because Joe probably didn't hear him because he was yelling. He's at like, him. he was like, yo, he was like, so you telling me you went down to the studio? He's like, no, I didn't go to the studio, yo. I just, yo, I just, you know, how made can, a phone how call. can anybody be mad? Hey, Yachty. No, no, no. Listen to his voice. Yeah. He has that, that passive voice, and it's that lisp. That yeah. lisp gets me every time. Yeah, he, I'm just happy, man. Yeah. I'm just happy. And like I said, like when I was watching the interview, I sat there thinking to myself, too, like, yo, fuck it. All right, cool. Little man just doing his thing. Like I said, he got hit records on the Gosh, radio. You can't be mad at He him. got hit features. Um, 
you know, and Joe was like, look, do you, he's like, I just, he, and like I said, I took from it too. He also said he, I mean, yeah, he, he raised his voice a lot of times during that interview, which I think was a little unprofessional if you are, uh, I mean like interviewer with that platform. I mean like it's going to get ratings, but after I thought it was funny, but it's yeah, they both trending. I mean, yeah. right now they both trending. But they're like, both relevant. Joe, when Joe was arguing about try to argue, said why my man was happy. You argued with him about the album cover. You argued with him, said he said he was an outcast, and you said no, you're not an outcast. How are you gonna tell somebody yeah, that? Yeah, I don't. I mean, yo, he was the like, funniest part was when at the end he said he he said I see a lot of hostility out of you, Yadi. <laughs> <laughs> like my man. Yeah, there was. I think it was hostility on both parts. So, you know what I mean? I mean, but Yachty was more like, yo, I can't believe this dude's attacking me. I'm just living my life and doing my thing. And that's what I got from it. Joe was more like... I thought it was hilarious. Like, it was hilarious, but Joe was more like, yo, I'm more upset that homie ain't really respected me. He was like, yo, I used to go at this person. I used to go at this person. And then DJ Academics brought it in too. He was like, yo, I think you make good music. You know what I mean? But... You don't need to be going. He's like, he lets other people take his ass. Like, I think he was talking about he went on Ebro's show and saying that, you know, he went at, you know, the greats, the legends, yeah. or whatever that uh, I, I of rap fr- talk about going at Big, Biggie or whatever. He just said he didn't freestyle and shit. Know, he didn't know who Biggie was or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like. He didn't really go at him, but he said, yeah, I never listened to him. I mean, to what him. I'm saying, like, he, I mean, it was an indirect shot, but it was almost like that passive shit early in the in the uh, interview with, with um, Joe Budden and DJ Academics and other chick that was there. It was who more was like he didn't know. realize. I don't know who she was. I don't know who she was either. I gotta go back and check her name, yo. That's kind of disrespectful. But no, it's not. <laughs> they don't know who we are. They, they, well, they gonna know soon. But anyway, like mad people, like we was talking about earlier, people don't even know what the Mad Gala is, yo. Like of people dress up with some funky stuff. Well, I did a little teeny bit of research. And I mean, I guess it's to uh, benefit what uh, the Metropolitan Museum of Art Institute in New York, right? That says like this has been going on for like, like shit. I mean, it's at least since like the early 1900s. So I'm guessing like the 1920s or some shit like that. And like every year they have a different theme that they talk about, and it's usually the guest list anywhere between 550 and like 700 people. And um, and recent years, it used to be like $10,000 a ticket or some shit like that. But now, since it's like one of like the, the hot spots, the who's who or who goes, it's almost like a like an Oscars event. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're charging cash like thirty grand a seat or three hundred, so almost 300000 a They're ticket. charging celebrities or just... Well, I'm, I'm guessing that's come. what they're saying, the cost of the, the celebrities seat. got invited. They, well, I'm guessing, I don't know if it's like a sponsorship. I'm pretty sure that the celebrities get invited, but I'm pretty sure somebody had to put that money up because it's a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, somehow, that seat was paid for, whether it was through celebrity or through the designers that they're wearing at these galas and stuff like that. You know what I mean? All these exotic ass, you know what I mean, outfits and stuff that they go up there wear. Because honestly, I only hear about it from what I see on Twitter. I didn't know nothing about I it. I mean, I did, yeah, I didn't know it was yesterday. What was it yesterday, right? Probably Sunday or Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't know week. when it was. I just saw it come up on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, every year. Every year That's how they, it is up some. Yeah, every year they say, yo, Matt Gala, Matt Gala. I mean, everybody from uh, Kim Kardashian going there butt naked to her sister going trying to damn near trying to go butt naked this year. I saw those dresses. I saw Rihanna had a crazy ass looking get up. I don't know what she was wearing. It's dope, though. I mean, yo, it's, it shows different, it's you not, know. It's like for, it's a, I mean, what the Matt Gala used to be called was like some costume things. So like, yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's essentially what it is. Of course, it's like an art. Yeah, so I mean, 
outside that, I mean, you know, it's, it's like yeah, it's, I, it's I, the I, who's I, who of art, fashion, high society, film, and make music. Yeah, I'll be there next year. Yeah, so, so, so we'll both be there, hopefully. I mean, maybe this podcast will jump off and we'll get like a million subscribers. So spread the word, son. All y'all listeners out there, if y'all are listening, we need to get more like, what's our goal? We, I mean, we got to start setting some goals, yo. Start putting us out there, you'll get like what? Like like a, like a, like a hundred, 200, 500 listeners by the end of the month, end of the year. What are we trying to do? We just we just trying to get this this uh this thing off and popping. Yeah, I mean, the more and more we talk. Anyway, so um what else been popping off in the news, yo? I don't know um, what you got. I got a whole bunch of stuff I could talk about, but uh we'll still keep it a little light. Uh it's not light, but I mean, uh another issue that's been popping up again, um, racism in sports. Like that's something I want to hit on. Uh, as recently, uh, the Orioles outfielder Adam Jones. Orioles, the hometown team. Hometown team. I just recently became a fan a few weeks ago. Finally converted. How many positions on the field? Huh? I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm still. I'm still. I'm still learning. Like, like I, I, I never. Why? I'm a football player. You know what I mean? I was a football player. I was a wrestler. I watched basketball, track and field. Baseball is one of those sports that that I started watching or whatever, so that was something new. You know what I mean? All I know is it's the hometown team, it's my wife's team, you know what I mean? So I start I know some of the players and all that. So but anyway. Oh, you know him personally? Oh, you, I, I don't you know him personally. Like that? I, ain't, I ain't got personally I was if I get my ass some damn tickets. But um anyway, I guess uh, you know yeah, you, most ha- recently yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. It's Wednesday, uh, it happened Tuesday. Yeah. Um Adam Jones was called what? A monkey nigga? Yeah, uh, they threw he, peanuts he, at him. He didn't get called nigga. He got, he got called, called, called him with the er with the hard er at Boston and Boston's uh, Sox. yeah field or whatever. And uh, you know, pretty much he was saying like, "Look, man, this shit got to stop." And the league, you know, MLB, like you think? I mean, it's 2017, and I mean, we already know in the, in the society that we live in that it's still pretty bad. You know, racism, bigotry, uh, you know, racial tensions, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, he's calling for you know the the league to start fining both the organization and the fans getting banned and, and barred from sporting events. And I mean, I know it happens at football games and soccer games. You know, it happens everywhere. I mean, and I know you know there was a couple black folks, uh, black players in the uh, NHL that they was doing the same thing. They was throwing like, bananas and shit on it's the like one on the black court. player. Yeah, but NHL. I mean, he nice. And I mean, like yo, every yo, you got to break into the game somehow. Tiger at one point was like literally. I mean, I don't. I doubt he was the only colored person on the uh, you know on the greens, but you know he was there, and you know there was. And when you're part of the good old boys club, you know what I mean? It's you, you're a different face. You're a minority. So he was called all kinds of names and stuff like that. He was just that nice till he broke those barriers. Same thing with the uh, Williams sisters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Racism in sports is around. They still call them names, you know, talking about how, you know, how, you know, when the Serena, when the Williams sisters, they had the braids, you know what I mean? The, the, uh, the knockers and all that other stuff and had the cornrows, barrettes, like, you know, usually that was for a, a white woman had a ponytail, you know, blonde hair had maybe corn rolled it, maybe ponytailed it up a little bit. So they wasn't used to seeing these strong, beautiful black women running around a court with the speed, their power and all that other stuff. But getting back to the racism stuff, I'm like a lot of people act like it was a secret that fans yell vulgar shit out at, at players. You know what I mean? I mean, it's bad enough to be, you know, a player of color in a dominated sport of 
you know, different races, whatever the case may be, because MLB, I think, has been doing a better job of having more ethnic groups in there, both Latino and African-American. What do you mean? You know? I'm saying they, 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 they've they been diverse. They, 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 the, the team isn't just built up of predominantly white players. It's both Latin course, players the, and black cause, players. Because all the I mean, good players be coming from, uh, like, from the Dominican co- Republic. I'm just in from Dominican, Puerto Rico, uh, you know, and other places. I mean, even some is coming from as far as, you know, Asia and stuff, so... But I mean, for the to see, you know, uh, both alcohol is is a major contributor. You know what I mean? Plus their lives, they've been doing that for a long time. Cats come to the game, they start having them drinks. Yo, it's eleven o'clock. Game time's one o'clock. You know what I mean? A lot of times, cats go out there and like, yo, it's time to turn up. Or if it's baseball, they be in them late games. They go out there, you know, they already was six, seven beers deep, and you know the, that's the the true equalizer. Like a lot of these cats are already wasted. It's not an excuse though. It's it's not an excuse, but I'm saying they come out there wasted and they like that filter comes off and they they forget where the hell they at. They think and they shouting at their TV or something like. Yeah, yeah. I true mean, colors four, come four, out. Four, four K got people fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? People thinking they in real life when they are home, so when they in real life, they can't they can't tell the difference. You know what I mean? But I think um, Adam Jones is on to something. I think that both if the organization starts finding people. I mean, I start, if the organization starts finding clubs, they'll try to find more ways to keep that kind of... But like I said, you can't control every belligerent um, human being that goes to a game that, you know, shouts some some vulgar things because people yell other uh, hateful speech. Like, um, they, they'll say words like faggot, nigger. I mean, chink. You know, they do, they'll say any kind of derogatory thing towards players to try to get them off the game. I think it's, it's a terrible thing to do, mm-hmm. but they do it. You know what I mean? Uh, um, I didn't realize Adam Jones was been in the league for like thirteen years. Yeah, he been around. I mean, it's like he getting his money now too. So the longer yeah. you're around, the longer that you get. You know, I mean, but he's you know after so many years of being around and being at different. Re- I mean, it's not just Boston. You know what I mean? I can imagine what it's like in them southern states. With oh, teams. Yeah, he said it was. Uh, it, this wasn't the, the first time, of course. Yeah, yeah so I, I mean, think the, he said the Blue Jays did it and other mm-hmm. other. Other stadiums, other fans. Yeah, I mean, old Canada. I thought they was nice up there, yo. Like, I was thinking about taking a trip up to Canada, you know, over the Memorial Day weekend. Some starting to make me rethink six, something. Six, 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 six. <laughs> but I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there are some assholes at every event that you go to that you can't control. I mean, you know, you got family members that you wish you can tell them not to do certain stuff, but they wind up doing it, you know. So, I mean, hopefully um, they can start you know, working towards resolutions to stop that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? In the in the MLB, as far as that goes with racism. I mean, I remember when Adrian Peterson said, I mean, you got ignorant fans. I mean, I know in Philly, the fans is, you know, I'm a Philly fan. I know they can be a little rowdy up there. Baltimore fans, you know, I've been at a couple of stadiums. I mean, it's it's all fun and games until somebody starts yelling and shouting stuff. And you you figure, yo, you, you drop, what, $150, $200, dollars $200 on these tickets nowadays. And, you don't want to go there to be sit next to a drunk racist. You know, you know what I mean? Like, you ain't pay that kind of money to go there and see that kind of shit. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's all my little rant about, you know, racism in sports. And hopefully, you know, the league could figure out something and then players, you know, have more outreach and shit like that. Um, also, this past weekend uh, was the NFL draft. Uh, who, which, how you feel? How you feel about the draft? I mean, it was... Uh, I mean, you think they'd be hyping it up though? Like, I always feel I mean, like, like half, the, half the players don't even be there no more. Yeah, half the players the top be at picks home. don't even be there no more. Yeah, I mean, but I think I think the league is go, is, is trending in a in a better direction when it comes to the draft, mm-hmm. only because um, 
That shit used to be boring to me, yo. For real, for real. I mean, with the with the technology we got today, I, always, I usually always watch it though. If I'm like home or something, I don't know. This shit, I don't know. For me, it's boring. I mean, the one cat, like I said, me being a Philadelphia Eagle fan and seeing the one cowboy came out there, the crowd got like riled up and shit like that. He was like, oh, a five time champion, blah, 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 Jerry Joe, blah, 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 you know. So cats was out there sitting here like, yo, for real though? Like, like as a Philly think, fan, you like get your ass off the fucking stage. I just think it's funny like they boo the commissioner every time they went on stage. They they always boo the commissioner. You know they don't even care about him. They I mean they boo uh, the rival teams' picks and stuff like that. But I think them having it outside different venue, not at Radio City Music Hall like it's traditionally been at for a few years. I think one year they did it in Chicago, but I mean for real for real, Philly uh, showed out. You know what I mean? They had something like 100,000 people was averaging there a night. So it made it more interesting to see, you know, the different people coming out presenting the picks. Matter of fact, you, Baltimore Ravens fan, little man came out. He had like, I don't yeah, know if he was I like make that. a wish. And like, I mean, just to give him that opportunity to be in front of 100 something thousand people. And he was all happy, gave a little fist bump and shit, you know what I mean, to the crowd, made his pick. I mean, a lot of people said you picked that, that pick that y'all made was suspect in the first round, but it is what it is. I mean, you never know what these picks are going to be like until like, what three four years down the road? Yeah, I, but, I feel like my funniest uh, draft moment. I, did Geno Smith get drafted last year? The year before? But was, I, I can't remember. I think but, it was like two three years ago now. Yeah, you thought he's about to be at one of them top picks. He had to come back the next day in a different outfit. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, but see, they, you know, I was I was listening to um, what was it, Mike and Mike in the morning with uh, the commissioner was on there. Like during the second day, he was pretty much talking about how. You know how the draft is. He expects to get booed and all other stuff, and like how the excitement of some of those players are. He was like, "Yeah, I, I'll get booed if I yeah, keep making yeah. that type of money." Too. I mean, he said that they invite something like like forty something players, forty five players, or something like that. That was projected to go between uh, picks one and like forty five or something like that. And um, yeah, some days you know you got trades that get made, you know, and stuff like that. There was like three or four trades in the top ten picks, so that messed up the draft order for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Some people's like, oh, such and such drafted up. I think the Chicago Bears drafted up from like the third pick to like the second pick or something like that. And the 49ers went back a pick, still got their guy, mm-hmm. got extra picks. And then that messes up other people because you got quarter, like you got a defensive player thinking they was going to go second or third pick. And then like a team that goes straight up quarterback, you like, damn, I didn't know they was, they, they was, they was saying that they was going to pick me. <laughs> and to come to find out, like they was like, nah, they didn't value that much. Now yeah, it's coming back on day two and three. So yeah. Then you also had um during the draft, like the cats that had like domestic violence issues and stuff like that. What what do you think about that's that's so that's so dumb. Like like you're not giving people a second chance. Like, yes, mm-hmm. they messed up. So you're gonna write this person off for the rest of their life. Like he, mm-hmm. he went to college, like he messed up, but he's he's a good well, football well, player. Well, some of these players still had pending cases and pending like like, I guess, like, investigations against them, too. So, like, I think, I don't know. I can't remember which team it was. I don't know if it was the same. I don't know if it was San Francisco or if it was, like, the Browns or something. Somebody drafted one of these cats, and they still literally have, like, active investigations against them right oh, now. So, so it was, like, Donald Trump. Yeah, pretty much. And they still, like, the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly, and they still, you know, elect, you know, they elected Boom. to vote for. <laughs> they still elected to vote for these cats, any uh, to vote these cats into um, their organization or to pick them into the organization. I just got a little upset when some of the announcers like, "Oh, I wouldn't draft that guy oh, yeah. because of his past." I'm like, but 
you've never done anything in your past that maybe you've regretted. I mean, I still feel a little salty. I mean, what Ray I mean, Rice that's, is... That, that's a little... What do you mean, like, haven't done anything in your past? Like, of course you're going... Everybody's uh, done something, but theirs is to a different extent. But yeah, still, I, mean, I feel like you can't you, write per, a person of, off like that. Of course that. not. I mean, and a lot of these are allegations. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, like, I feel bad about uh, situations like Ray Rice where he was a stand-up dude in the league. He, you know, mentored little kids. And, you know, he went out one night. He had a drink. And, you know, some events happened where he struck his wife. Um, it was a terrible it, incident. And it just like the it, the crazy part about it is the Ravens was planning on still playing the dude the whole year and everything like that. Went through investigation. He went and told him everything that happened. No, the crazy thing is, is that it happened with his fiance, which is now his wife. Mm-hmm. They are married now mm-hmm. with a family. Yeah. The wife forgave her husband, mm-hmm. but we cannot forgive Ray Rice. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like. I don't know if it's like the fan base, but I, I mean, like, because there's a lot of like uh, activist groups out there for better women stuff like that. Like I said, it's never right to hit a woman or put your hands yeah, on a woman. I would never do such things. Saying. I have a daughter, so I understand, you know, as a father, how I would feel towards this young man if he ever struck my wife. I mean, or struck my daughter. Um, so I would feel some kind of way, um, but at the same time, feedback. Um, I, at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, they never gave this man a second chance. And he was probably still, I mean, he was coming back from an injury. He was probably still, what, top 10 running back in the league in the last couple of years. Running backs was like, you couldn't find one to save your life. You know what I mean? We, you know, we play fantasy football. So, I mean, that's selfish of us to think that, like, yo, we need him on the field so, so we get the points so we can make money at the end of the season, you know, on our little, you know, little, our little bets and shit that we do. But, uh, yeah, like, they, I feel like they never gave my man a chance. And, like, I feel like they're doing that to these young men before they even get opportunity to try to prove themselves, you know, try to make, you know, not only their community better, if they get the the right opportunities, the right incentives, they got a platform now to actually speak out against those things instead of trying to, like, tell these cats that 19 or 20 year old men like nah you ain't coming in you know what i mean we shouldn't you shouldn't draft you or they be putting these cats through lie detector tests they already do rigorous background checks asking their family everything so mm-hmm. i think that they should give these kids the opportunity and they should use these kids as examples but in a positive way not as a you know what do you mean like they should use them to to go out and do outreach programs to abuse centers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? To be able to speak to both men and women about the you know the effects that it can have on both you, your life, your family, and stuff like that. Because now the NFL being one of the largest platforms that you can be on, you have that platform to go and just like I said to speak at schools and and community centers and and wherever else you may have you or even write letters or book about those kind of things, you know what I mean. As long as your crime wasn't heinous or you don't get really convicted of doing malicious things, you know what I mean. But you got some some swimmers out here that uh that rape someone and and get off, get like how many? You got like some weeks or days in jail? Yeah, I mean because it might hurt his future. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, that comes back to to to, I guess our justice system. Not even so much racism, as well, oh, but our justice system, including our justice system. The the cops who shot Alden Sterling, Alton, Alton Sterling, mm-hmm. they got off. Yes, yes. There was the DOJ um, decided that they didn't have enough evidence to uh, press charges, and I can't sit here and say I'm surprised. I put that on my Twitter page too. I was like. You know, you see it. It's like DOJ decides not to bring charges against 
cops that shoot and shot and killed Alton Sterling. I mean, the video's pretty damning that my man was laying on the ground. I mean, he seemed like he resisted a little bit, but only in the face. My man said he couldn't breathe. They put his knee to his face. They had his knee on the back of his head. You know what I mean? Turned around, and then the officer pulled his gun out and pulled the trigger several times. Like, you look at these videos like, bruh, video, even though we live in an age where we have constant video, everybody's always recording stuff, that's still not enough evidence. Okay, so... People always bring up resisting arrest. I feel like if I didn't do nothing wrong, like I ain't about to go to jail. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that you know, in how we live in today, a lot of people. I mean, me being a black man, I'm scared to get pulled over at times. Whether speeding ticket, like one noble, I FaceTime one of my homegirls. It was like in the middle of the afternoon. I came home real quick to come for lunch. I got pulled over. Cop said I was doing 40, 45 and a 35 or something like that. Back your ass up. Yeah, so, I mean, now he gave me a warning and everything like that. But literally, I as as soon as I could, I tried to grab my phone and face live, Facebook Live that joint. Like, hey, just stay on the phone with me because... I don't want you to get real. And that's literally my instinct was telling me. The first thing I thought to do was... We we can't be using Facebook Facebook Live no more. Yeah, I mean... Facebook Live has been out of pocket. Facebook Live has been out of pocket. (laughs) I mean, but that was my... Because I couldn't call nobody because I know most of the people that I talked to were Mm -hmm. at work. You know what I mean? So I'm like... I feel like if I'm in that situation, I'm shit out of luck because my phone is either always under 10% or I have no (laughs) memory left on my phone so I can't take no pictures, no videos. Portable charges with your I'm just hands, gonna, I'm just gonna lie and say, <laughs> I, I got a recorder on my dashboard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 we it's getting like for me, it's a little disheartening to, uh, to see that you know children are still being slain in the streets. Just as recently as last week, uh, toward the end of uh, April, a young man was shot and killed, 15 years old, trying to leave a party. I heard about that, but I didn't hear about it. That wasn't. Yeah, I mean, because you beca- like, I feel like we're becoming numb to yeah. it. It's it's one of those things like it's like the number the murder rate in Baltimore. Like every day, it's just another number that gets higher. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's been a thousand shootings in Chicago. <laughs> you know what I mean? This year alone, this 2017 has been, and I think as of like April 25th or 6th or something like that, I saw like online I was like, yo, a thousand people got shot in Chicago. Over a hundred and like almost two hundred people's been shot and killed. In Chicago this year, 2017. And I was looking at the 2015 or 2016 numbers. I can't remember what it was. They're Seven. All, they're all disgusting. 747 people were killed. Killed. You know what I mean? Like, what? And like, where were, you know, that's a national crisis. And, you know, just so happens that this guy that's in office now uh, is focusing on a border wall. When we have real troubles in our inner cities, and I mean, I mean, not just the mayors and the governors need to, they need to figure that out, yo. Like, yo, we are human beings, and it's like, yo, we're more than just the number that the news reports at nighttime. You know what I mean? Like, I I I always get so frustrated every time I hear them. Like, yo, you know what I mean? Um, it's Rihanna's coming into town for a concert. Six people got shot last night. Fire. You know what I mean? But check out this consumer report. You know what I mean? It's like, like, yo, it's just a number. Like, unless it's something real heinous that happens, like mm-hmm. four kids die in a fire. Like, that's the the status. Like, damn, that's sad. You know? And then it turns around and be something like that. It's like, yo, we really need the Justice Department. We need to figure out 
better ways to both police the community and really start locking some of these cats up that are out here killing us. You know what I mean? Young black males. Or just, you know, take the word, take young black males that are killing kids. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care because you can't always hide behind the shield because, you know what I mean? There's a shot. What's that show? Um, Shots Fired. Do you, you still watch that? Yeah. Like, it I haven't. It's coming on right now and I'm missing it. Yo, you, you got DVR, son. You got on demand. You can watch that joint. I mean, it shows like that that show you different perspectives of, you know, both the violence for being cops and, you know, being on the other side of that and prosecutors and things like that. But they need to really figure out some things. I mean, because this was happening in real life. It's not a, just a television show. You know what I mean? But it's not. It's, it's not, inspired by it, but. It's not the um, just the government or the president needs to like, figure it out. Like, but it's, a, it's it's hard for it's him to do anything. He's been feel, in, he's been I feel in like office. It's an everybody issue. He's been in office for a hundred some days. He's been investigated, and honestly, I doubt he'll make it through his first term. You know what I mean? Without being either impeached or quitting, because I mean, literally, it wasn't a week ago. I mean, this man's had interviews and shit like that. He had has no clairvoyant statements. Um, he's like rambling every time he's having an interview, cutting people short. And literally, he's still being investigated for the Russia ties. He still didn't release his taxes. You know what I mean? So my man got a lot on his plate. He's just trying to stay, you know what I mean? Not He's just trying to stay in power, I guess, as long as he can to try to push that Republican agenda. I don't even think he cares anymore. But he has supporters. I mean, you know. I, I mean, was, I, I never followed politics like that. And then, like, after the election, it just, it, I don't care. You you it's like yo you gotta care but I mean you gotta stay I guess stay woke you know for me I try like a long time ago like I didn't care like when I was your age too pretty much you know what seven eight years ago I didn't care about politics either, but oh, they want to be king I know you but when like I said I bought a home you know what I mean I both you know I have a family I got married so there's little things like that plus I'm a student you know what I mean and actually about to go back to school you know those things affect me so when I hear about you know, presidents uh, have their, uh, you know, their secretary of education and, you know, homeowners, like, what, what do homeowners get for tax breaks? So, like, that shit matters to me. Like, before it didn't, but now that I'm a part of those groups of people that benefit from having good tax benefits and health care and all those other things, like, you don't want your kids and shit to get sick. Like, back in the day, I was like, man, I'm, I'm Superman. I'm going to live forever. You know what I mean? You don't give a fuck about that stuff. So, so you're telling me... You thought you were Superman? Yo, I didn't think I was Superman. I thought I was going to live forever, though. Like, when I was yeah, young, then yeah, I, Yo, nah. But then I started... I got, so I, got, I got married and started gaining this weight, yo. I started yeah. getting lazy, son. Got, got hit that gym, yo. Yeah, I've been hitting that gym. Hitting that gym, my boy. Gym. I've been hitting it, yo. I've been going in the mornings, yo. What's that? What you, you losing it? Nah, I ain't been really paying attention, but I have been going. Just, like, literally, I've kind of was that based on, like, stamina and stuff. All right. Let's get out of here. All right, y'all, man. Well, we're going to try to keep doing this, man. Try to keep y'all up with some some of the heavy seasoning. I got to tell us. Give us some topics. Ask some questions or something. Yeah, man. Hit, uh, hit me up on Twitter. At the monkey at on my back, too. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Trey Tribble. It's going to be in the uh, either the comments or the description of the podcast. All right, we'll check y'all later. All right. Later, world. <laughs>